Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. These podcasts are brought to you in part by our sponsors, who really truly are what make these podcasts possible every week. O'Fallon Nutrition is a company that I've worked with for over 15 years. They're independently owned and operated, located here in O'Fallon, Missouri, right off of Highway K and Mexico Road. I call this place the Whole Foods of St. Charles County, but even if you are not located on this side of the river, it is still worth the drive. I can remember working all the way down at Powerhouse and still sending people out to O'Fallon Nutrition for their supplements. They are more than a supplement company. You can get grass-fed beef, salad dressing, seasoning for your cooking, uh, hair care products, makeup, uh, deodorant, toothpaste, uh, essential oils, and all the vitamins and minerals that you can think of. If you're looking for clean, whole food nutrition, as well as home care, house care, skin care products, O'Fallon Nutrition is your place. You can take a look at them at O'FallonNutrition.com. Or if you'd like to have something shipped, if you're listening to me from outside of St. Louis, you can certainly have items shipped. I know they do free shipping if it's an order over $50. And the phone number is 636-240-5283. Again, it's O'FallonNutrition.com. As well as if um, preparing your food on a weekly basis is your primary excuse for why you're not able to stay on a good clean eating program, which is something that I hear very regularly from my clients, I would ask you to please take the time to check out Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com. They are a phenomenal place. We get our food from there during the week. They deliver to our integrity location. They will deliver to your house. Uh, They also uh, are just available for pickup. You can go to their Chesterfield location or their Kirkwood location and just pick up meals for the day as well as um, just having them delivered right to your door. So if preparing your food is your main excuse for why you cannot stay on a healthy eating program, then I would suggest just stop by Pure Plates. Just try it. If you're trying to lower your blood pressure, you're trying to lower your cholesterol, you're trying to get your blood sugar down, try to do Pure Plates meals for a week and just see how different you feel. These are organic meals. They are gluten-free. If you need them to be, they can be dairy-free. They are soy-free. Free. You're not taking any processed sugars or meat curing agents or preservatives. They really truly believe in nutrient dense meals that are just whole food nutrition. And I've had my clients or I've made recommendations for my clients for years at Pure Plates. It's pureplatesstl.com or you can call them to ask questions at 636 778 3555. Again, remembering that they have a location in Chesterfield as well as in Kirkwood that you can just run by and pick up a meal today. Everyone always asks me where I get my meat from, and given that I really eat meat on a daily basis, um, typically beef primarily, uh, my meat is very important to me. I have an autoimmune condition, and I want grain-free, corn-free meat, and I just haven't found the confidence in stores in knowing that I'm getting 100% grass-fed, grass-finished beef. And I have searched and searched and searched for the right farm, and I have found the farm. It's fedfromthefarm.com, fed, F-E-D, from the farm.com. These 
farmers are amazing. It's a it's it's a family. They're they're here in Missouri and they have the desire just like I do to see people well and to see people healthy and they put a lot into what they do. It's such a wonderful family to support. They do uh, offer 100% grass finished, grass fed, meaning that's it. Uh, a beef and I get my ribeyes, I get uh, you know my ground beef, my ground sirloin, I get my chuck roast. I mean, they basically have everything. They even have awesome jerky, but they also have eggs. They have chickens and they have turkey. I'm planning on getting a turkey uh, for Thanksgiving. And if you'd like lamb, they have that as well. Uh, But if you are in need of good quality grass-fed, grass-finished beef or quality eggs, chicken, turkey, uh, don't don't just settle for what you're getting at the local store. to go out on the internet and check out Fed from the Farm, uh, that you can arrange a pickup or you can have it delivered to your for, for to your home, and I can guarantee you you're going to taste the difference. Uh, for me, it my health actually depends on it, so I really thank God to have found such a great farmer. FedFromTheFarm.com. I hope it blesses you. Hi everybody! Give everybody a chance to get logged on. Take a few minutes here. a little bit uh, more of a gray day today than it was last week. We had a lot of sunshine last week, so I know there wasn't quite as many people listening live. So I'm going to give you guys about five minutes to kind of get started, and then we'll get you guys rolling. We've got some a couple of interesting topics today I want to talk about a little bit going to talk a little bit about calories and understanding why it's not necessary to put all of your focus on calories Um, and then going to talk a little bit about the difference between managing uh, calories and macros versus actual ingredients in what you're eating Uh, Then we're going to talk a little bit about exercise as it relates to your cortisol levels and your lymphatic system and how you can be less swollen with more appropriate exercise for your body and how to know what that looks like. Um, And then we're going to talk a little bit of discipline and a little bit of spirit. Um, And I'm just going to give you a smoothie recipe uh, that I had been making. I Uh, posted it in a picture today and I have been making it for I don't even know how many years now but I'll post it for you guys Uh, but it has several different types of fatty acids in it so I don't eat it all the time but what I would normally do is eat it when I am going to be considering uh, like doing myself like maybe like a dinner to dinner fast Um, I usually like to do it like the day before because all the fat that I that that it has in it uh, really kind of helps me to get that next day 
better over the hump of doing a 24-hour fast or 36-hour fast because I feel like my body uses that uh, fat as the energy source. So that's what we're planning on talking about today. I usually like to wait until about five after the hour before we officially get started just so I give everyone a chance to kind of get started. So we've got just a couple more minutes and then we'll get started. <clears throat> if just one of you could throw me a thumbs up that you have good audio, I would appreciate it. Uh, I like doing it from my phone because I have the ability to really see your messages very clearly. Uh, but I also always like to just be sure that you guys have really good audio. I have a microphone set up. Okay, thank you guys. I have a microphone set up and uh, <clears throat> I'm just so accustomed doing it with an iPad that I just like knowing for sure that everybody can hear me really well. So um, I'm not sure if you guys have had a chance in the group to listen to any of the podcasts that I've posted from Mark Sisson. He's the owner of Primal which I think recently he sold, but uh, do believe uh, he, well, he was the owner of Primal. I don't know that for sure if he sold it or not. Uh, but some of his uh, messages that I shared with you guys were outstanding. They really did an excellent job of helping you to understand better and better why you can't put all of your focus on calories um, in terms of you know, uh, fitting a certain amount of calories in each day and expect that you're always going to get a result just from focusing on that. He did a really good job with that. And then also did a good job of explaining why it's okay to have a couple days a week that are a little bit lower calorie days um, and that, you know, to some extent people uh, kind of get it in their head that they feel like they need to uh, over consume on calories in order to be able to lose weight. In fact, I just saw a, a post today that said um, if you're under eating and not getting results or if you're not getting results, then you're likely under eating. And uh, it's just so polar opposite of the theories and the um, thought processes of uh, people that believe in fasting and people that believe in fat adaptation and things like that. So it's interesting how different uh, I, I believe it's just how different the fitness industry thinks as opposed to the medical industry as opposed to the functional medicine uh, industry. It's all such an interesting little spiral because the fitness industry is trying to sell you something at some point. The medical industry is set up with very strict, strict parameters and they stay within the guardrails. They don't want to go outside the guardrails. Uh, the functional medicine community has completely removed guardrails and they go way back to the beginning trying to get to the root cause of your issue. Okay, so I feel like enough of you are on here, so I feel like I've given you guys enough of a chance to kind of get started, so I'm going to go ahead and get rolling with this. I hate to, uh, when you all are tuning in not live, I hate to have you have to sit and listen for five minutes, so I try to gab about something that I think is helpful to you guys. Uh, but I am going to get started on our podcast. All right, so we're, we're ready to roll. I want to start first in talking about calories, as I mentioned. Um, just that, do, do calories in and calories out matter? Um, a lot of people have the concept that if they take in a certain amount of calories, they have to be able to burn that amount of calories on the elliptical, um, in the gym, working, working their weights, 
And if they do that, then they're going to be in a position to where they're going to be at a deficit and they're just going to immediately for sure lose weight at the end of that. Um, and unfortunately, what we're finding is that there are a lot of unhappy people that are doing that because they're not getting the result that they're seeking, meaning they're not losing weight uh, on the regular. <clears throat> I told you last week that I met with a couple that did a macronutrient diet and they followed it explicitly and they did not lose weight. And so uh, part of the couple decided, you know, uh, one one member of the family decided that they were going to have some drinks within the first three weeks of my plan. And so they did amazing after the first week and their weight went down significantly because they were inflamed. So they lost a lot of fluid. But then uh, the second week they were bringing drinks in. And I, I mean, you know, the first three weeks, I for sure ask people to not bring drinks in, but it's usually about six to nine weeks that I ask people to not bring alcohol in. And it, I mean, everything stopped. And in fact, they went up on weight a little bit. And so they messaged me after about a week and a half and said, I've plateaued. <laughs> and I'm always like, what? It's only been a week and a half. How could you have plateaued? Like, there is no plateau within a week and a half because we have nothing to even go on. We just have to see how well you're going to do at the end of three weeks. And so anyways, I said, what changed? And uh, they said, nothing. I've really been doing everything exactly the way I'm supposed to. And I said, okay, well, there was something new that got brought in. Do you Can you recall anything? And then they said, well, I mean, I took in three vodkas on Saturday, but I mean, I've always been able to do that and still lose weight. I said, well, you're on an anti-inflammatory diet right now. And what you did was you took in inflammation. So that's why your weight stopped. And it's probably going to stay stopped for a couple of days because you're going to stay inflamed for a couple of days. And not only is it going to stay stopped for a couple of days, but you're probably going to gain a couple pounds of fluid in addition to that. So at the end of the day, they recognize that, okay, I wasn't really supposed to have the vodkas in the first three weeks. So just because you're following a specifically uh, set, a specific set amount of calories doesn't necessarily mean that's going to gear you towards uh, weight loss or weight gain for that matter. Um, what happens is, is that people get into a macronutrient profile. They've, they have macros that, are, that have been suggested to them. They get themselves within those parameters but they're not looking at what's actually in their food. So they're in a position to where, okay, I've had the amount of carbs I'm allowed to have for the day, especially like with Weight Watchers. You know, you'll have someone have a piece of cake and they're in their, they're in their, their numbers, you know, but then they can't eat anything for the rest of the day other than maybe some pepper and ice. And, but yet they're still within their numbers. The reality is, is that we really truly have to make sure that every meal is well balanced. So we can't be limited on fat, we can't be limited on carbs, and we can't be limited on protein. All of that has to be at a really good balance. What is that balance? Well, it's kind of different for every single person. And so you have to learn the process. Now, I've talked to you about those things in the very beginning. I made suggestions for how much protein I felt like you should eat with a meal. I made suggestions of exact meals for you on our first day. I uh, made suggestions of how many teaspoons and how many cups of things that you should have. 
So I'm not gonna address those issues with you right now. And if you really want an individual customized plan, then that would mean you, you, know, you just have to meet with me with an, for an individual plan. Because um, that would be something that would very specifically relate to you. And you don't necessarily want to get into a situation where you're weighing yourself, uh, determining your height, measuring yourself, and then saying, okay, I'm allowed 1,500 calories. Okay, I'm allowed 1,800 calories. What I would do is start yourself on an anti-inflammatory diet, low histamine diet, like the Mediterranean-based diet I suggested in our first session. Use that protocol, use those amounts, and then see what happens. If you're fully compliant to the program, and fully compliant means that every day for 21 days, you ate exactly what was suggested to eat. Not an extra piece of dark chocolate, not coffee creamer when you know you shouldn't have, not a piece of pizza on Saturday, but you got right back on track on Sunday. That's not full compliance. That is, without a question, not full compliance. But if you're fully compliant after 21 days, you can sit down and determine how you're feeling from that food. You can say, okay, when I eat five ounces of protein, I feel like it sits like a brick in my stomach. But when I eat three ounces of protein, I'm still hungry and feel like something's missing from my meal. So I'm gonna go ahead and stick with four ounces. When I eat six cups of vegetables, it's way too much. But when I only eat two, it's not enough. If I only eat salad, I feel like I haven't, really got enough food in me. I need to have roasted vegetables. I need to have high fiber vegetables. If I have a shake, I basically feel like where's the next meal because I haven't had any substance in me. So you're going to have to work at eating in a regular pattern for a consistent period of time to really know and address how each of those individual things work for you. Now, if you're not compliant and you throw a piece of pizza in there, you can't judge the next seven days after that pizza. And if you're autoimmune, you can't judge the next 14 days after that pizza. You cannot say in five days after the pizza, well, I've plateaued. You cannot say it because the reality is, is that the pizza puts your body into an inflamed state and you are going to be swollen because of it. So instead of focusing on calories, Focus on ingredients. What is in your food? When I look at my plate, where are my carbs? Where are my fats? Where are my proteins? Are they working within the parameters that I suggested in the beginning? Great, but what's in it? Are you having highly processed meat that actually has preservatives in it? Or the meat is cured and it, and it truly is swelling you? Because you could eat that meat and really try to stay balanced within your macros and still stay swollen because you're eating a meat that has a bunch of preservatives in it. If we look at your carbohydrates and you're trying to stay within the parameters of the macros, but the carbohydrates are all coming from white potatoes or white rice or a piece of white bread, your weight and your digestion and your energy is gonna be completely different if the same amount of carbs is coming from broccoli, cauliflower, green beans, zucchini, yellow squash. There's a, there's a point where you have to say, okay, I'm gonna have 30 grams of carbs at this meal, that's one piece of bread. That leaves you with absolutely nothing else, just one piece of bread. 
or I'm literally going to have four cups of vegetables and a half a cup to a cup's worth of fruit. I get to eat all of that food because if you just eat that one piece of bread, the likelihood of you being hungry after that and feeling kind of flat and tired is very, very good. So less focus on calories and more focus on balance. What is on your plate? Do you have a fat? Do you have a carbohydrate? Do you have a protein? Have you played with the amounts of those enough to where you can see how you truly feel when you have them? Are you using more fruits and vegetables as your carbohydrate source so they're slow to convert to sugar? Are you making sure that you measure your protein after it's been cooked so that you have enough protein to really truly sustain you? And even after you put your fat on the meat or you put your fat on the vegetables after you've cooked it, is the fat still on it? Are you still tasting the oil? If you don't taste the oil, that means it's just evaporated off and you've got to add more oil to it. So you have to put yourself in a position to where you can identify, I'm staying slow to convert to sugar with my carbohydrates. I'm getting the right amount of protein because I've measured it and I know for sure it's within the range that I should be at. And I can guarantee I'm having fat because I can, I can taste it. I can very much taste that I'm having the fat. Therefore, that's what's going to help me to sustain. If you are having fruit snacks instead of fruit, you're eating sugar. Okay. If you look at the, the, uh, macronutrient box on the fruit snacks and you say, Oh, that still fits in my parameters because you're doing a macro diet and you don't look at the ingredients, you're still gonna have an insulin spike. And that insulin spike is still going to prompt an inflammatory response in your body. Because the reality is, is that that is not fruit. That is fruit juice and a bunch of other really bad ingredients. So your body's going to have a response to it. So just understand that ingredients are key. Focusing on ingredients, not on macros, is very, very important. Focusing on the way your carbs convert to sugar versus how many carbs that you're having and making yourself less and less insulin resistant by not having an overwhelming amount of grains, an overwhelming amount of sweet potatoes, an overwhelming amount of quinoa, everything within a moderate amount so that you're not blowing up your blood sugar. You have to remember that there's two ways of creating inflammation in the body, blowing up your blood sugar and having high inflammatory foods white flour, white potatoes, crackers, cookies, cakes, pro-inflammatory oils like canola oil, soybean oil, peanut oil, any type of salad dressing from a restaurant has all of that. Sugar is going to do the same exact thing to your system. So please recognize that there's more to weight loss than managing your calories. It's managing your ingredients. There's more to health improvement than managing your calories. If you want to focus on calories for anything, uh, when it comes to health improvement, 
focus on calorie restriction and having at least two days a week where you calorie restrict because you're fasting. Rather that be intermittent fasting until 11 or 12 o'clock, or rather that be a, a more extended fast, you know, a dinner to dinner fast or a full 24 hour fast. Just again, as a very small note reminder, make sure that you remember that you need to um, have sea salt, plenty of water, but sea salt throughout the day when you are doing a fast. I did want to speak to you a little bit about sea salt. And so since I've just mentioned that, I'm going to kind of speak on that. I normally re recommend the Celtic sea salt um, or pink Himalayan, um, also Redmond's real salt. The reason I recommend those is because they're fully mineralized. Your body is getting sodium, but it's also getting magnesium, potassium, calcium, chloride. So your body is getting a balanced amount of electrolytes. That is very important because if you have sodium without potassium, you're going to swell and that blood pressure is going to increase. It really helps during the fast to have that sea salt because it really does help you to be able to manage and balance, you know, just your mineral uh, balance so much more effectively. Now, so sea salt being important if you're fasting. Uh, what I was talking about earlier when we first started was on a day before I knew that I was going to do a fast the next day, rather that would be a dinner to dinner fast or a full 24 hour fast, or maybe even, um, yes, Lisa, I would still, if you're going to have sea salt, I would still on your fast have a pinch of sea salt. I really do believe that you still need to keep your electrolytes balanced while you're fasting because you've removed all of the sodium and your body does need some sodium. So all you're doing is going into the bag, you're getting a pinch of it, I mean a pinch, and just throwing that in your mouth and just taking it. So what I was saying earlier that I like to do the day before is I like to get um, a little bit of extra fat in on my day before I'm going to do a fast. Alex is saying um, Stone Mill brand from Aldi for sea salt. Is that bad? I buy that brand religiously. I don't know, Alex. I'd have to, you know, take a look at it. But the one thing I do know about Redmond's Real Salt and I do know about the um, Celtic Salt is that both of those packages say Vital Mineral Blend. They are guaranteeing you, guaranteeing you on the package that you're getting not only sodium, but magnesium, calcium, sodium, chloride, uh, it, it's, it, and potassium. So it's very important that you look at that bottle. And if you don't really see anywhere where it's representing minerals or suggesting that you can count on there being minerals in that salt, then I would go for a Celtic sea salt uh, or I would go for the Redmond's Real Salt. We sell the Celtic Sea Salt here, but both of those can be bought at, off Amazon. They can be bought at Fresh Time. They can be bought at Whole Foods. Uh, they they really uh, they can be bought at O'Fallon Nutrition. 
this isn't typically something you're going to find at Deerberg's. It's not typically just something you're going to find at Schnucks. So I'm not 100% sure about the Aldi version. I'd really have to look at it. But Alex, you can look at it just the same as me. And if you don't see anything in there on that label that sort of represents the fact that there are minerals in there, that they, they're basically selling this as having added minerals to it, then I probably would, would make sure that you're getting something a little bit different. Okay, so what I would typically do prior to a day that I'm going to do a little bit extended fast is I would try to take in a little bit more fat that day. So I would always make this smoothie uh, that um, I was going to tell you about. I took a uh, posted a picture today and it was me uh, eating that smoothie. Um, but I was doing that when I was in Florida because... We went to Florida in the middle of um, June and then the, in the middle of August that year. And the stem cells helped me out tremendously with my thermal settings. I'm, I'm so much better in the heat, so much better. But um, I just wasn't sure how well I was going to restore and repair. So I would have one of these smoothies every other day on vacation because that fat was really, really sustaining me. But it's not a smoothie that I recommend that you have every single day because it has an abundance of fat in it. So um, what was in the bowl? Um, I don't know. I'd have to look at the picture. I don't really know what I had in the bowl. Um, I'm sure it wasn't my food. I'm sure it was Sophie's uh, that I was holding um, because my, if I was drinking a shake, that probably was all I was consuming. Uh, but I'll have to look at that bowl and see because I, I can't really remember exactly what was in that bowl. Um, but uh, I would say uh, if you're wanting to make a shake like this, what you're looking for would be collagen protein. Uh, I usually do the primal, um, but I can, you could also do ancient nutrition as well. Um, the, uh, those two are great. You could do Dr. Axe. You could do the bone broth protein from Dr. Axe. There are so many different flavors with all of those companies. That's what I would start with. And then I would do unsweet vanilla flavored coconut milk. Now, I don't recommend that you make your daily shakes with that. But in this shake, since I'm preparing myself for the next day's worth of fasting, I like to use that coconut milk because it's more sustaining. And then I would do a full tablespoon of chia seeds, which has a tremendous amount of fiber in it. Um, I would do a full tablespoon of flaxseed oil. I would do a half, oh, I'm sorry, I think I only use a full teaspoon of coconut oil. Um, and then I would add blueberries. I really like blueberries, so then I use the blueberry pomegranate omega oil for the flax. Um, and then I even add a little bit more stevia. Uh, you could use the Vital Proteins Collagen if you really wanted to. Uh, there'd be no reason why you couldn't. It's just going to be more flavorful if you can get a chocolate or vanilla collagen because you're just going to get more depth to the flavor. Um, and then I just blend that guy up and I just have all that really good quality fat. Yes, the flax seeds would be fine. That would be no problem. The reason I use the flaxseed oil is because it's flavored like strawberry, banana, blueberry, pomegranate. It really adds depth to the flavor of the shake. In addition, it's an oil. 
So it's one less thing that my body has to fight to get broken down. That oil goes right through me and it is received by me. So the the actual seeds are going to have to be worked at being digested and really get worked at being broke down. So that's another reason why I typically would do the oil over the um, over the seed myself. It isn't necessarily that you know, much higher in fiber to do the seeds on that point. Now, the um, almond milk is okay. Yes, I use coconut milk, though, because it's a lot creamier. But yes, as long as it's unsweetened and it's vanilla, well, you don't have to get the vanilla flavor, but it can be unsweetened or it can be unsweetened vanilla, that's perfectly fine. You can use the almond or the coconut milk. Now, I would not recommend doing this with your everyday shakes. So, I mean, if you're having a shake every day, then I would not make it with the coconut milk and the almond milk. So just be wary of that. While I'm talking to you, I'm going to pull up <laughs> that picture that I posted so that I can tell you guys what was in the drawer because now, or the bowl, because it's now driving me crazy because I'm like, I don't even know what was in that bowl, but that was on my integrity page. So let me just pull that up for you guys because now I'm curious. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that was, yeah, that was a, that was, if you can see what's on the plate on the table, that's John's breakfast. So I make them eggs and uncured, no sugar added turkey bacon. They have that almost um, every single uh, day that we're on vacation. Uh, she, our chia seeds also a fat. For example, could I add chia seeds along with hard boiled egg and almonds in a salad with a little bit of primal dressing or is that too much fat? Well, you'd be pushing it with that for sure. Yes, they are a fat. So you're going to have to look at the package and see how much fat that you're getting in that amount. And then you're having fat in the yolk, and then you would be having fat with the dressing. So look at the primal dressing and see what a serving, a serving is two tablespoons. See what the amount of calories are in that that dressing, okay? And then basically say, okay, I've got about 120 to 170 calories I'm going to utilize for fat in this meal. So if you can do the yolk and you can do a little bit of the primal dressing, you can do a little bit of chia seeds, and it all formulates to fit within that parameter of that 130 to that 170 amount, that's perfectly fine perfectly fine to to do all those different ones but you do want to kind of pay attention you don't want to do a tablespoon of this and then a tablespoon of that then a tablespoon of that then a couple nuts then an egg yolk that it's just too much fat the uncured no sugar added bacon that i mentioned that i get on vacation i have only found at whole foods i have never found it at another place i have not found it at fresh time i have not found it at Deerberg's. you will find uncured bacon you will find uncured turkey bacon, but you have got to look at the ingredients. You have to flip that package and look at the ingredients because they, they, they always have sugar in them and it's, you're just eating sugar for breakfast. I don't care if it only says two grams of sugar. The two grams of sugar is coming from sugar and sugar is sugar. Is there a number for the amount of fat to stay under? Yes, I would probably stay within the parameter of likely being in between 130 to 170 calories worth of fat. So, you know, the only reason why I'm saying that I made that shake with all of those different 
types of fat, different types of fats in there is because I was preparing for a fast the next day and I wanted to be able to, you know, kind of have myself into a more fat adapted state before I went into that long-term fast. Now, as I'm, yes, what I just shared is fat measured in calories. I just shared a version of fat being measured in calories because the types of fat sources that I have suggested for you to have, they're all fairly comparable and they're all going to fit within the parameters of that 130 to 170 calorie mark. So if you split between all of them, you're going to be safe for sure. Now, if we went into a different realm and started doing totally different foods, then we would have to work on that. So on Sophie's plate is her eggs and her uncured, no sugar added turkey bacon. And then in the bowl, it's pears, apples, blackberries, raspberries, strawberries, and a couple of frozen cherries that I thawed. And then uh, she gets to eat that bowl of fruit. Now, sometimes what I'll do if I give her fruit in the evening when we're on vacation, I will actually put the um, coconut milk uh, whipped cream on top of it. Um, and that bowl looks really big. So that bowl could have even been John's. I might have been walking John's over Tim. I may have actually used that one in the picture because it was more full and I thought it maybe just looked big, you know, uh, better for the picture. But that looks more like John's because I don't, Sophie couldn't eat that much fruit. She'd get filled up uh, too fast. So I would say her serving would literally be half of that. Um, I have truly not found that bacon anywhere else. But Whole Foods has it. And like you could just go there and get eight packages of it and freeze it. You know, so you've got options. Um, Whole Foods also has uncured, no sugar added hot dogs. And so I would cut them down the center and I would take that bacon and I would wrap them with the bacon and I would bake them on a cookie sheet with a cooling rack set inside it and set them on top of the cooling rack. I would heat up a skillet to where it was pretty hot with a little bit of avocado oil and I would just sear it to set it on each side. Then I would put it on the cooling rack and then I would bake them. Just a little idea of something that I did with the... the uh, uncured, no sugar added turkey bacon. Then I also would do that with asparagus. So I would get like, if you buy the asparagus at the smokehouse, <laughs> it's like ginormous. So you really only need one asparagus. But if you got like the puny asparagus, then you could get like three of them and you can take that bacon and completely wrap it around it and then do the same exact thing where you've got your uh, avocado oil and then you sear it in your skillet just very quickly. You want this to be hot. So you're just kind of crunching it, crisping it. Then put it on your cooling rack inside the baking sheet. Now don't get rid of that skillet yet because that's the perfect skillet to pound out a chicken breast, really pound it out super skinny, put a lot of seasoning on it, uh, parsley, garlic, a little bit of cayenne pepper, a little bit of salt and pepper, a little bit of onion powder, really uh, doctor it up with some good seasoning and some avocado oil, and then sear it in that oil that has that leftover bacon grease in it. It'll be an amazing chicken breast. Okay, Linda says, Aldi has never, never has any, oh yeah, brand uncured bacon without sugar. They'll have uncured bacon most times, but they won't have it without sugar. So um, is that turkey or pork? 
um, oh, uh, I'm not sure exactly what Tracy was talking about, but uh, I'm talking about uncured, no sugar added turkey bacon. Um, so that would be turkey. It would not be pork. They do have uncured, no sugar added pork bacon at Whole Foods as well. And I have uh, seen the uncured, no sugar added pork bacon at Walmart, at Deerberg's, um, and, at, and at Fresh Time. But like, I don't recommend eating a lot of pork. Pork is a an immune responder, uh, but it is also an inflammatory food. You know, so if you're dealing with inflammation in the body, if you're dealing with joint inflammation, don't start adding pork bacon. Keep it with the the unsugar, no added turkey bacon. And Amory, I totally agree with you. I um, I'm highly frustrated by it. I it just it's just so frustrating to me that we're just all we just all have to be so accepting of the fact that all of our food uh, is made with sugar. <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget. I was taking a picture of a seasoning from a company that I actually refer people to all the time. It's called Frontier for seasoning. I was taking a picture of their lemon pepper seasoning at Whole Foods. I was I didn't give it a second thought because I've had clients buy their seasoning many times, multiple different types of seasoning, mostly their Mexican seasoning. And I flipped the bottle over to take a picture of the back. I'd already taken a picture of the front and it was lemon, pepper, sugar. And I was just like, what? I'm like, why does the Mexican seasoning not have sugar in it or the 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 herb seasoning not have sugar in it, but the lemon pepper has sugar in it? Anyways, it's not that it's saying sugar from the lemon. They've added sugar to it. So thank the Lord I looked at the ingredients, which you always want to do. Just because I recommend a product doesn't mean that you shouldn't on occasion look at the ingredients because companies get sold, things change, and it's always good to just browse them on occasion and just make sure that nothing has changed within the company that you're, you know, you're working with, you know, that you've been buying from for a long time. But gosh, it yeah, like Alex said, it's sugar and it's soy, you know, and then they they filter in these things like maltodextrin, dextrose, erythritol, um, and we don't, you know, the standard society doesn't know what any of that stuff is. So they don't even think anything of it. But you could have an autoimmune disease and you could be triggering yourself every day because you're having corn. You could have celiac disease and that maltodextrin could be, could be derived from grain. You know, and so you could not be eating a, a grain-free food and not even realize it. So, but at the end of the day, you're having something that will spike your blood sugar. So you could be a diabetic and eating erythritol and using Truvia all day long because you think that's the better option to Splenda or the better option to sugar. Um, but at the end of the day, it's just, it, it has its own demons. You know, it's like, you know, it, you're you're here or there with it, you know? So anyways, I really hope some of that information helps you guys. Um, again, uh, my only reason for making that one particular shake and kind of having the excess of fat that day before is really just to carry me through the next day's fast better. 
Uh, but I have found that it's a pretty effective thing to do. Now, I mean, I have that for like breakfast the day before or or lunch the day before, you know, so it's not like I, which I guess you, um, you do have to re realize that breakfast for me is usually at 11 or 12 o'clock and then lunch for me is usually at like three o'clock. So anyways, that's when I would normally have it. I don't have the fruit at night. Having fruit at night is definitely going to bump your blood sugar and you're going to go to bed. I know I've talked to you about this, but you're going to go to bed flat, tired, and you're, you're, you're going to drop that blood sugar in the middle of the night. It's going to make you wake up in a bit of a hunger hole. And you're going to fight your way out of that hunger hole all day long. So you just don't want to have fruit in the evening. And it's also not a good time to have a lot of starch either. Um, okay. So now I want to go to the exercise topic that I told you I was going to talk about and just understanding that some exercise can create a cortisol response. We've talked about this before. So I want to talk to you about exercise that would actually stimulate your lymphatic system to release. You have lymph nodes all over your body. Those lymph nodes are responsible for transferring toxins out of your body. So if your body gets super swollen, which happens when you work out, super bound up, very consistently tight, um, always staying immobile, then your lymphatic system is not working as efficiently as it could or as it should be. So you could have a higher toxic load than what you necessarily should have just simply because you are not stretching, you are not foam rolling. You're not doing the work to be able to get your lymphatic system to release. The first thing you could do to stimulate your lymph to release is to buy a lymphatic dry brush. And if you go out to Amazon and just type in the words lymphatic dry brush, L-Y-M-P-H, dry brush, you will find several of them. I've got one on a long stick. And what I do is I just start down at my ankle. I walk it all the way up and I dry brush the front and back of my legs coming all the way up. I come all the way up my belly and everything comes into my heart. I come all the way up my arms. I really get back here because there's a lot of lymph nodes in here. And then I bring all of that into my heart, okay? All the way up my arms again. If you go onto YouTube and you type in how to lymphatic dry brush, there'll just be a tutorial on how to do it. But a lymph dry brush is so inexpensive and such a great way to stimulate your lymphatic system. If you have chronic joint pain, we need your lymph system draining. First things first, you have to drink enough water every day or your joints are going to feel it because you're not getting your lymph to drain like you should. Okay, now second thing is going to be that you need to do the proper stretching every day. You need to make sure that your body's not getting acidic and all bound up. So chest doorway stretches, bar rotations, the hip flexor stretch I've taught you, the piriformis stretch that I've taught you, um, the hamstring stretch that I've taught you. These are all going to be ways to really stimulate that lymphatic system to keep moving. Another awesome way to stimulate your lymphatic system is walking. Starting your day in a fasted state, empty stomach, walking. If you have a treadmill, don't set an incline. We're not looking to get a pump in the muscle. We're looking to get a release, uh, a less swelling, and actually stimulate that lymphatic system to pump better. 
Oh, it's tremendous the difference in how I feel on the days I walk and the days I don't walk. And for the most part, I walk every single day. I mean, truly. There will be just this random occasional day, especially lately with my dogs being as sick as they had been, uh, where once a week, I just can't do it. I'm up at 4 a.m. because I have a sick dog that's been up since 4 a.m. and I'm driving to a hospital. You know, so that would be a reason why I wouldn't do it. But it is such a difference. I can feel my body more swollen. And then every day I have the chance, I try to finish my day on that treadmill. Now, I can't do this every single day because i got to get home. I have to take care of my dogs. I have to take care of my daughter. I have to take care of my husband. i got to get my stuff ready for the next day. I always have something, okay? But the reality is... Yesterday was one of those days. I jumped on the treadmill. So if you ever see me on the treadmill in here just walking and you're like, man, I'm on the 30 incline when I do that thing. Deb's over there walking on a 3.3 or a 3.5. Like, hey, I want to do that. Well, do it, you know, and see how you feel. But I've had plenty of years where I did the 30 incline and I did the stair mill. But I had to learn my body and I had to recognize that when I want to be less swollen and when I'm seeking a release in my lymphatic system, it's not on the stairs and it's not on the 30 incline and it's not on the bike and it's, it's, it's not on the elliptical. It is that walking. That walking gives me such a great release. My body is rebounding with every single step that I take. So when you do the walking, try a pace of like, of course, everyone's going to be different. So I hate to say a pace, really. But my pace is between 3.3 and 3.6. It kind of depends on the time of day. If it's at the end of the day, a lot of times I'll just do 3.3 because I'm finishing for the day. And I'll, I'll literally answer thousands of text messages while I'm on a treadmill morning and night. It helps me so much. I just get through the time. My designated amount of time that I shoot for is 20 minutes in the morning. Now, on the weekends, when I have a little extra time, you know, I, I still work on Saturdays, but I have a little extra time on Saturday mornings. Like today, I didn't get here until 10. Um, I did 40 minutes. Yesterday, I did 50 minutes. Or I'm sorry, not yesterday. Tomorrow, I will do 50 minutes. So when I can do extra time, I do extra time. Now, tonight, my husband and I, are going to work out. We always work out at four o'clock on Saturdays. I'll do another 20 minutes after, okay? And and it really, really helps me. And I'll do the same exact thing on um, on a Sunday. And Brenda, I see that you said you're gonna try the dry brushing. I, Brenda, I really was going to text you about that and say, I really think you should try the dry brushing. I think it would be great. I actually think it'd be great for every single person listening. Um, Alex, you too. I don't care if you're a guy. Just it, It's still very beneficial. Um, I know you can't do the walking yet, uh, but uh, there are vibration pads that you can buy. Or like Linda's saying, she has a trampoline um, and I she, she could, you could put the trampoline in front of your kitchen counter. You don't have to jump on that, though, Brenda. You could step on the trampoline. And then the impact on that trampoline is not like the impact on the ground. That's something that you could experiment with. Now, we have what's called a VibraPro machine where you just stand there and it just vibrates you. 
<laughs> so, I don't know, it seems kind of kooky. But that's great for lymphatic stimulation. Excellent for lymphatic stimulation. And if you have never been on one, you might want to start by sitting in a chair in front of it and just putting your feet on it. Maybe not necessarily putting your whole body on it because you don't want it to release things too fast. And then finally, another thing that you could do, um, it, we all bought these guns, these massage guns. One of us found this awesome deal on one and literally every single one of us bought one. We were like, oh, that's great because it was like $99. It was a phenomenal deal. Now, I'll warn you, this is a very targeted type of treatment, but if your arms tend to swell, you could take that gun very lightly up and down, but I always suggest coming up the arms. If your legs tend to swell, then I would come up the legs with a gun like that and just let it kind of vibrate. There's also a machine uh, that's called the VibraPro, and it's just like this. It's a leather pad that's just like this, and there's a base, and then you crank it up, and you can set it on your back. You can set your legs on it. It's like having a vibration pad, and what that does is it just gets that lymphatic system just moving. Now, one other thing that you could do is you could start your day with warm lemon water. I put a pinch of sea salt in there. That is said to stimulate your lymphatic system for first thing in the morning. Now, I also like the idea of adding a cap full of apple cider vinegar to that with a dash of stevia. And then you can also help your body get rid of any water that it might be retaining as well. Don't go crazy with that. You really only need one cap full a day. If you experience any acid reflux, then it just simply means that you're having too much of the apple cider vinegar. And I'm only throwing that out there. I don't anticipate you to get acid reflux from it. But if you would, just so you would know. Now... Finally, for uh, Discipline and Spirit, I'm going to find a podcast for you guys that um, her name is Mel. And for the life of me, I can't ever remember this lady's last name. I'm just figuring since we're all hanging out here, I'm just going to go ahead and see if I can um, pull this up for you guys. I wasn't really planning on doing that, but I don't see we have anything to lose for me to just kind of pull it up. But her name is Mel. And she has a podcast. She's a an executive speaker, and so an executive sort of motivational speaker. Um, I don't think she's a Christian. Uh, I don't know that for sure, but she certainly never really like speaks of the Lord or anything. Um, but she's also really not one to like use the F word either, which I appreciate because there are a lot of really intelligent, super. Um, motivating people out there but they curse so much that I can't listen to anything that they do and it really bothers me you know I just wish that they didn't have to add that stuff you know I got stuff I I'd love to grow and listen to what they have out there but they curse so much it's just so hard you know for me to stay with it okay so I'm gonna type in Mel and then I'm gonna type in the word snooze button Mel Robbins awesome Okay, so her, it's Mel Robbins, and she has two that I'm seeing here. I'm going to find them on my phone and share them with you guys, but it's Why Hitting the Snooze Button Ruins Your Brain, and then I like the other one that says, You Snooze, You Lose. Those are two very, very good podcasts. They are not super long ones. 
Um, and there's a, uh, there's a, the final one on Mel is the five second rule when you get out of bed. And those are outstanding messages. And like I said, she's just very direct um, and, and really uh, just... I'm going to play this one for you guys here in the beginning. I just want to get this loud enough. Okay, I'm just going to play this like first five minutes for you guys. This is a great message. I'll never forget standing there in my bedroom. It was dark. It was cold. It was winter in Boston. And for the first time in three months, I had beaten my habit of hitting the snooze button. There are so many people in the world and, and, and you know you may be watching this right now and you have these incredible ideas and what you think is missing is motivation and that's not true because the way that our minds are wired and the fact about human beings is that we are not designed to do things that are uncomfortable or scary or difficult our brains are designed to protect us from those things because our brains are trying to keep us alive and in order to change, in order to build a business, in order to be the best parent, the best spouse, to do all those things that you know you want to do with your life, with your work, with your dreams, you're going to have to do things that are difficult, uncertain, or scary, which sets up this problem for all of us. You're never going to feel like it. Motivation's garbage. You, you only feel motivated to do the things that are easy, right? What do you think that is? Oh, I know exactly why that is. Because I, I, I've studied this so much because for me, one of the hardest things to figure out was why is it so hard to do the little things that would improve my life? And what I've come to realize and what we'll talk a lot about today is that the way that our minds are designed is our minds are designed to stop you at all costs from doing anything that might hurt you and the way that 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 this all happens is it all starts with something super subtle that none of us ever catch and that is with this habit that all of us have that nobody's talking about we all have a habit of hesitating we have an idea you're sitting in a meeting you have this incredible idea and instead of just you know saying it you stop and you hesitate now, what none of us realize is that when you hesitate, just that moment, that micro moment, that small hesitation, it sends a stress signal to your brain. It wakes your brain up and your brain all of a sudden goes, oh, oh wait a minute, why, wait, why is he hesitating? He didn't hesitate when he put on his killer spiky sneakers. He didn't hesitate with the uh, really cool track pants. He didn't hesitate with the NASA t-shirt. Now he's hesitating to talk. Something must be up. So then your brain goes to work to protect you. It has a million different ways to protect you. One of them is called the spotlight effect. It's a known phenomenon where your brain magnifies risk. Why? To pull you away from something that it perceives to be a problem. And so you can truly trace every single problem or complaint in your life to silence and hesitation. Those are decisions. And what I do and what's changed my life is waking up and realizing that motivation's garbage. I'm never going to feel like doing the things that are tough or difficult or uncertain or scary or new. So I need to stop waiting until I feel like it. And number two, I am one decision away from a totally different marriage, a totally different life, a totally different job, a totally different income, a totally different uh, relationship with my kids. 
not like one decision I'm divorcing you in in the marriage example, but one decision on, you know, you could be having a conversation with your spouse and you feel your emotions rise up and within a tiny window, those emotions can take over and can impact how your marriage goes. Or you can learn how to take control of that micro moment and make a decision to act in a way that actually shifts your marriage. And I want your you to think about that in terms of food. Decisions. And if you change your decisions, you will change everything. Change your decisions towards food. I was 41 food. years old. I was unemployed. Um, my husband had um, started a restaurant business, which was his dream. This is actually a funny story. When he, he got laid off from a big job in high tech, and I think he was really relieved. You know how a lot of... This is a really good message. I'm going to stop it just because I, don't, I mean, I don't want you guys to feel like you have to hang out with me all day long, although I would love to sit and listen to that whole entire message with you guys. I hope that you'll listen to that. I'm going to share it with you guys because it really is a good message. She's a strong speaker. And um, I don't really know anything about her background. I apologize. I just don't. But I, I know I have fallen into some of her messages. And one of the strongest messages I've heard was not hitting the snooze button because the way she changed her life was she woke up and, and decided one day that she was not going to hit the snooze button anymore because what the snooze button was doing was creating that pattern of hesitation that she talked about. But it was a negative pattern of hesitation. So it put her in a position to where she was already behind. Therefore, she was in a bad mood with her husband. She was short with her kids. She didn't show them the love, affection, and attention that they deserved before, that they, before they went to school. She then got in the car and had regret and then spent part of her travels to work in regret and in shame. She then started making decisions based off of the regret and shame through the Starbucks drive through because her emotions went directly into, I'm going to go ahead and have a donut today instead of the smoothie that I have sitting in my cup, or I'm too late, okay, to even make the smoothie, so I'm going to have to go and have a donut because I snoozed too long. You know, so what does that hesitation or what does that snooze button actually mean? Now, the other end of hesitation um, is that, you know, you've got to put yourself in a position when it comes to food. Like when she's talking about where she's having a discussion with her husband and she feels her emotions come up and she says, before I speak, before I step, and I run the risk of creating a scenario where my husband could resent me for something that I'm about to say, or we're going to have to go through forgiveness, and we're going to have to go through an issue that we don't even need to be going through because he's going to feel disrespected by what I speak. That same example needs to happen with your food. Before I take this emotion that I have in me, I'm going to sit down and evaluate why am I having the emotion? I'm having the emotion because my dad had a heart attack. I'm having the emotion because my mom had a heart attack. My mom fell and broke her hip. Uh, I'm, I'm having the emotion because, um, you know, I, I've had some trauma in my life. I'm having the emotion because uh, I have a, a sick family member. I'm having the emotion because someone made me mad. I'm having the emotion because someone stole from me. I'm having the emotion because I lost some money, uh, because my, my, in, my gym was closed down for two months. But 
I've got to figure out how to determine at that moment when I have the emotion, what am I having? Where? What is this emotion? Okay, I'm having this emotion. Now, what good does it do? How do I fix that emotion by going and having bad food? By having extra of my good food? What emotion am I repairing with that bad food? Nothing. I'm doing nothing. I don't care how bad your day is. You're coping with the food. And we've got to cope with Christ. It is the only coping mechanism that will ever be effective for you. Okay? It's the only one. Prayer, meditation, the Word of God. In that moment when you recognize that you're heated with emotion and that you want to go for popcorn, that you want to go for chips, that you want to go for pizza, that you want to fill the void or fill the pain or fix or cure or or bury that emotion that you're having with an even worse emotion of regret and shame from what you have from the food, okay? But I'm telling you, you'll always come up empty because you're feeding your flesh in that moment and we will never be satisfied when we feed our flesh. Never. In, in fact, we can be so starving and so fasted and be the most satisfied that we've ever been in our entire life because we're the most connected and we're the most closest to God then because we completely separated ourselves from our fleshly desires. And I know it seems so dramatic to go that deep with it, but it's such a real thing. And if you could truly connect with it on the level of food, you can, you can conquer emotional eating once and for all. But it doesn't just go away. It's something you have to work at every single day. And you have to bring God in it. You've got to say, okay, God, I'm mad at my husband right now. I'm mad at my wife right now. They did something. And you know what? It was pretty bad. And I think everybody would be mad about it. And I'm going to resist the temptation to call my mom and resist the temptation to call my girlfriend. And I'm going to pray to you about it, Lord. But then why do we then at that point, we pray to God, we ask, we ask for the assistance, but at that point we say, but I still need comfort. I still need something to sponge this situation. So I'm going to bring poisonous ingredients into my body in, in excess to the point that it's going to blow up my blood sugar, blow up my blood pressure, make me swell, make my pants not fit. When I look in the mirror, I'm not going to believe in myself. And I'm creating a cycle that the devil exactly knows what he's doing. He's so in it. He's so in that cycle. He's taking that emotion and he's lighting your flesh on fire. And he's saying, the only way you're going to feel better about this emotion is if you feed me right now. And you've got to starve it. You have to starve it every single time. The most humbling experiences I've had are, are honestly here recently with the carnivore diet. The fasting puts you in such an experience to where you say, I have no other vehicles of dealing with these problems. I have real problems that are happening right now. I have nothing to bury them. I have nothing to cope with them. I have nothing that can cloud them temporarily like alcohol or, or food or sweets or, or drugs. I have none of that. All I have is the word of God, me on my knees and the belief in my heart that he can help me to conquer anything that's occurring, any emotion, any anger, any sadness, 
any feelings of lack or defeat. It's truly your release. It's your freedom for life from emotional eating. The first step is, what am I emotional about right now? Why do I want to go get that donut? Why do I want to go get that food? Well, because I got off the phone with that person and every time I talk to them, I immediately go into a cycle. I start telling myself a story and that story may not even be true. You might be making an assumption, you know, and maybe the person was mean to you, but don't take it personally. That's their insecurities, not yours. Don't damage your life because of their lack. Now, I want to recommend this book to you, and it's not a Christian book, but I don't think it's a non-Christian book, but it's not a Christian book. It's called The Four Agreements. It's phenomenal. Look it up. It's that short. It is a fantastic book. I'm going to go over it eventually, so I don't want to go over all the ingredients, but it is such a great message. Um so don't hit the snooze button <laughs> and control the spirit of your day. Just decide, wake up and decide in spite of what's happening, in spite of what just got dealt with me, you know, dealt to me. I'm going to make it through this day because the Lord is my shepherd, because I'm strong in the Lord and because I know that I can do all things through him because I'm more than a conqueror through him. That's the story you have to tell yourself, not the defeat. And I told you guys, I have a, a picture of, of favor declarations on my bathroom, you know, mirror. And I tell myself those every day, every day I repeat those favor declarations and the, the book is called uh, The Four Agreements. And those favor declarations could be different for you. They could be healing declarations, you know, and you just repeat them every single day. Control the spirit of your day, starting by thinking that way. And then pay attention to what you allow your mind to hear, okay? I mean, this is very important. That's why when the guys or the girls start cursing, I turn it off. You know, God loved them. Jesus died for them just as much as he did for me. And I believe that they have a great message. I just wish that they had one that didn't have curse words in it. But I'm not going to let myself hear it. Now, that's me. Okay, so please don't think I'm passing judgment on you if you do. But I'm going to be that critical because I don't want to accidentally start saying those words myself. And I will tell you what, from working in a gym, I grew up on Walton's Mountain and Leave It to Beaver was my family. I mean, we did not curse. I didn't even refer to my rear end as my butt. We called it our bottom and we got in trouble if we called it our butt. We could not call it our butt. And, and now I can't even, oh, I think the other day Sophie called it her booty and I was like, look, Soph, I get it. I know a lot of people say that, but when you go to a private Christian school, they're not going to appreciate that. So I'd say, let's not go with the word booty. Let's call it your bottom. And then I'm like reverting back to growing up on Walton's Mountain. But the reality is, is that I got into a gym environment and people were cursing all the time at Powerhouse when I first started there. And even though... I was brought up my whole life not cursing. Every now and again, I could just hear my say some, my health self say something. I never said the F word. I don't in my life. I just don't talk like that. But 
I would say something. It would be the stupidest thing. Like I would say, defer to my my bottom, not as my bottom, but the other thing. Like, you know, and it was just like, why would I have even said that? I didn't even grow up saying like that. So watch what you allow yourself to hear. Watch what types of movies you're allowing yourself to watch. Watch what types of music you're allowing yourself to listen to. What's the message? Like, is it defeated? It's just going to defeat you more. You know, so just control that spirit of your day, guys. And when you're in a position to where you're feeling like you're losing control and you're feeling like you're going to go a direction with your food that you shouldn't go, first things first, get some accountability. Accountability is the Lord. Ask him, God, come in me right now and help me to better control this situation. I want to honor you with my choices. I don't want to feed my flesh. I want to starve it and I want to feed my faith. So what is this emotion I'm having? Why am I having it? And how can I conquer it? Well, I can conquer it with the word of God for sure. For sure. So I've got to find a scripture that can help me get through this emotion. I don't care what it is. I don't care if it's menopause. You just have an emotion about menopause. God has a scripture about menopause for you. Just get in the word. Don't get in the refrigerator. It's not worth it, guys. It is not worth it. So I really hope that that helps you all. But this gal is great. And, uh, I, I, you know, I, again, like I said, um, I can't always guarantee that the person's interviewing her or whatever. I like to always throw those censorship things out there. And I want you to be listening to something while you're with your kids. And then all of a sudden, some, someone just says something stupid. Um, so just be prepared. Um, but the, her messages are really strong, really focused, really to the point, and And it's great information. And this is the kind of stuff that has truly helped me. Uh, to grow stronger and stronger every single day and to really stay focused on what I need to stay focused on. Because life has an entirely different message at times and it just starts coming at you, you know. And I noticed, uh, I'm going to be done in five minutes, guys, but I want to tell you the story. I just wanted to finish with this story uh, because it's new and it's something that, that recently happened to me. I had a client the other day that was very down emotionally and, and I was actually really quite concerned for her because um, she's a very strong woman and she was really down. And it's interesting how even the strongest people, you almost have to be concerned with them because if their chemistry gets off, even the strongest and the richest people, you know, you can lose them. You know, they, 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 they're people too, you know, so they, they, you think they've got it all together, but they're still human. So I was talking to her, having a conversation with her and I was telling her how I, I need to have a surgery in the future. Um, it's elective, but it's because something's damaged and I, I would not allow myself to do it. So I've gone two years without doing it because I just didn't feel like it was right uh, because my my gym uh, needed to survive, you know, for the past two years. And so I've given everything I have to be able to keep the place going and, it, and it's going and, and we're, we're blessed by God. But about the middle of last year, I came to the realization that I live in absolute fear of finances because everything is in my name. None of it is in John's name. It's all in my name. And I'm always fearful that the bottom is going to fall out. And so I told, I told the Lord, you've always 
offered me assistance. You've always told me you'd be there for me. And I've never gone without, not one time. And yet I stay stuck in fear every single day. And so I changed my mindset. And part of it was because our church does a ladies meeting once a week. And they started preaching on favor. And they did this consecutively week after week after week. And so I started believing that I could have a favor mind, that I could think that I deserved favor, that I deserved an abundance of favor instead of barely getting by. Even though I was changing lives every single day, I, I thought, well, the main thing is, is that I'm serving God and that I'm changing lives. But I could do that and have an abundance of finances because I could do even more of that and I could help people. So I started believing God for favor. I started confessing those favor scriptures. Um, I started putting myself in a position to where I just wholeheartedly refused to accept fear as an option when it came to finances. And it was the craziest thing. It was in the middle of October. October and November are notoriously somewhat lower months for us. And we had a $100,000 month the first month that I did this at the gym. That's a big month for us. It's a really big month for us. We require about a $62,000 a month to be able to cover everything. We had a $100,000 a month. And I took all the extra that we had and I tithed 10% off of that and gave that to the church. And so then the next month we had a $95,000 month. I mean, this is not like January and February. This is like October and November. And this is coming off of quarantine. And so praise God, I took all that extra and I did the same exact thing I tithed. And I've tithed it every month and we've had extra every single month. We have not had one month where we didn't make our numbers. And then all of the sudden, this past month, my dog was unconscious when uh, my dog walker came home and uh, we basically thought he had died and he was on his back and my and uh, my husband rushed him to the hospital anyways he's okay and so they um, told us he was gonna be blind he's not blind he's gonna be okay and it cost us eight thousand dollars <laughs> to make it to where he was okay and we don't have the eight thousand dollars so we had to put it on an interest-free credit card so we have six months to pay this so I immediately went back to last summer and I immediately got into fear. It was the craziest thing. Now I'm telling you this, so hang with me, I'm telling you this because you can link this to your food and your emotional eating. You'll overcome, you'll overcome, you'll overcome, and then you'll have a setback, right? So I had an extreme setback because I, I had this $8,000 bill. I still had to take my parents on vacation his parents and my parents. It was scheduled two weeks later. All the main stuff was paid for, but I have to feed them every single day. So you, know, you spend a couple thousand dollars, but I refused to go on vacation and just be in fear the entire time. But I'm telling you what, the devil was with me every step of the way trying to make me fear. Well, towards the end of the week, my older dog got sick. She went in the hospital on our drive home. She stayed in the hospital for three days. It cost us another $3,500. <laughs> 
we spared her life. She lived for another week. I stayed with her and then we put her down on Friday. She didn't, she, she couldn't make it. And so now I'm over $10,000, right? John's had to have an emergency um, root canal. And the doctor did it for free because I've known him for years. I called the care credit company and they extended the limit for us so that we would still have a 0% option. So I still have a six month window that I could go without having to pay 30% you know, interest. And when the lady was talking to me the other day, I saw the story she was telling herself and it clicked in my mind. I had gotten off of my favor declarations. I had gotten out of my favor prayers. I had gotten out of the favor scriptures. I had gotten out of the spirit of expectancy that God was going to provide favor to me and that it's not because of my work, sir, because I earned it. It's because of his grace and it's in the word. It's his promise. And I stay faithful and obedient to him every single day. And it, it was so alarming to me that I didn't even realize that within a month's time, I had reverted back to those old ways. And when I looked at the month at work, we made it. Okay, we had a $64,000 month. We crawled to $64,000. We crawled there. Every thousand dollars was like walking in quicksand, feeling like we weren't going to make it. None of the months prior to that were like that. And I just thought to myself, how could I get so sunk so quickly in that fear? Think to yourself when you've had setbacks and you've gone back to the bad food and you've used the food and you've said to yourself, I'm addicted to food. I'm addicted to sugar. You know, I, I, I can't do this. I'm not good enough for this diet. I'm not good enough for this plan. I failed, so I'm just going to stay a failure. It's just like me. You got to refresh. You got to renew. You got to overcome. I'm not going to look back in shame that I did that, but I'm going to go look back and I'm going to say, I'm not going back there again. I am not. You're under my feet, devil. You will not let me get back there again. You just won't. You will not let me get back there again. I've got my favor declarations. I'm reading my scriptures. I'm, I'm, I'm YouTubing any kind of, of sermon I can get on favor. Uh, and financial blessing, and I'm believing God for it. And I'm refusing to accept anything but that for my life. So if you've gotten off track and you went ahead and had the bad food and you ate emotionally, take the shame and put it under your feet. Take the regret and put it under your feet. It's not worth it. Don't hang on to it. But position yourself for success moving forward and set yourself up to overcome and say, no, the next time that happens, I am going to determine what is this emotion, okay? What is this emotion I'm having? I'm going to deal with that emotion, and I'm going to put my fire out on my flesh right now, and I will not feed that flesh. I will feed my faith. And I don't care if you have to stay up all night fasting and praying. You get back into that zone. 
You believe God for that breakthrough. And if it's every day so that you don't eat more chocolate than you should or so that you don't eat the ice cream or so that you don't eat the pizza, you have got to believe him for it. And you can paste your floor in front of it. But pull of that refrigerator, but put something on that refrigerator to remind you. Put your declarations on there. Read it off of the refrigerator so that when you open it up, you only choose a type of food that's going to bring benefits to your body and really bring healing. I know that was a long testimony, but to me, it was a game changer when I started telling myself, I will not submit to fear anymore, and I will believe that God can provide, and he did. He came through like a flood, like a flood. Now, when something bad happened, I can't just all of a sudden think he's not there anymore. I have to say, God's got this $10,000 bill covered. He knows how we need to pay it, and I am certain he's going to give us what we need to pay it. The right people are going to come in the door. He's going to show us where to position our money, how to spend it, how not to spend it. We will still take our vacation. Everything is going to be okay. That wasn't my first instinct. So overcome. Learn from my mistakes. Stay in the word. Stay focused. Control the spirit of your day. Pay attention to what you allow yourself to hear every day. Okay? And uh, I'm believing God for you guys. I'm believing God for just radical change in your life. Just crazy change. Because what's so amazing about your change is that you guys can affect people that I can't even get in front of. I'll never meet them. I will never meet the people that you can impact. And I'm telling you what, you living a healthy life in front of them will change their life and it'll plant seeds in them and it'll make them decide to make a change just like your faith will. So I'm believing God that you have victory with your families, you have victory with your friends and your coworkers, and that they too decide that they want to start eating healthy and clean and that they can change their life the same exact way that you guys have. God bless you all. I hope you have an amazing weekend and I'll talk to you next weekend.